Welcome back to Cricket Only Better, episode 198. I'm Ed Hawkins, and this is the ultimate betting guide to the Ashes series. Everything you need to bet on a sizzling summer series contest is right here. Even Sam Collins is looking warm. Well, once one word for it, Hawkins. Um, thank you very much. It is the big one. Uh, so, of course, uh, we've got the big ones. Our big guns are greased and oiled. That's uh, an uncomfortable mental image. And I can see you guys, as I said. Um, here's the first one. Paul Krishnamurti of Betting Dorbet Fair. Hello, Paul. Hello, Sam. Hello, and joined as ever by uh, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard. Hi, Sam. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Right. Um, this is a very special edition of The Cobb. On this show, we tell you what happens over the course of the five-match Ashes series and the first test, which starts at Birmingham on Friday. Um, there is no room for patriotism, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. Pout, put that face paint in the bin, please. And uh, all mentions of us and them are banned. We want cold, hard-nosed value, please. Um, Hawkins, do you fancy putting a bit more flesh on those bones for us? Yeah, uh, sure. Well, a deep data dive and maybe a heated debate or two, hopefully, to find the winner of this Ashes series. Uh, the importance of match-ups, the players to follow, how to trade it, what the pitches will be like, um, and then the in-depth review for the Birmingham Test, where we do all of that once again. Lovely stuff. And we pick our best value bets at the end of the show as well. So it's imperative you stick around for that. Um Right, shall we get on with the show? We start with the Betfair Exchange prices for the Ashes. Australia have shortened after beating India in the World Test Championship to 1.97. England are 2.7 and the draw is 7.8. Uh, so guys, I don't want winners or picks right now, but I want gut feels on those odds, please. Um, Hawkins, I'm coming to you last because you've pinned your colours to the mast already on uh, betting.betfair. So Richard, you start and then Paul. I think at the odds, I think England are probably a, a shade too big, actually. I think these are two really evenly matched sides, strengths in different areas, but when you put it all together, I don't think there'll be a lot in it at all. Um, so England are probably a shade of value in my book at, at 2.7. For all, I won't be betting them. Okay. Paul? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, I think the market's about right. You've got to make Australia favourites after how well they played last week. I think they've definitely got an edge in the bowling with our lack of a spinner. Um, but that's actually reflected in the odds. And 2.7 about England at home, given how they've played over the last year, is a big price. OK. Um, Hawkins, am I coming to you? Yeah. Well, I can, Go on. Yeah. Uh, well, just a bit of the data on it, just to see how these teams match up, trying to find an edge in what is an incredibly close series. I think it'll be absolutely epic. Uh, if we do the matchups between the top orders and the bowlers they're going to face, Australia have an edge of 13 runs on England in terms of the averages. So I think that is significant. And I'm repeating what I said last week. What you've got to remember about England is that Anderson said he's not going to play five tests. We don't think Wood's body, body will hold up for five tests. So in three tests, they're not going to have their first choice bowling attack because surely they won't rest Anderson in Wood in the same game that also without Jack Leach and you can't tell me that Ben Stokes is fit enough to bowl so I think the odds are about right I think England will get bigger as well uh, but um, don't be surprised to see them hit back 
Okay, a reminder that uh, Edward Hawkins has said the series will be won 3-2 by either team, which is a vote of confidence in the English weather, if nothing else. Uh, you can read his preview on betting.betfair. Um, we come to the career, series correct score in a second, but Hawkins, have you got anything to add on the challenge facing England, or have you summed it up nicely? Uh, well, I mean, I just thought Australia just looked in absolute gun form in that game against India. And I'm repeating myself again from last week's show, England's preparation is absolutely non-existent uh, for the biggest series of supposedly in their calendars. What they exist for is to beat Australia and they are red ball undercooked. Well, who would have thought that the ECB didn't have a clue what they were doing? But who would have thought that, Hawkins? Right. Um, let's talk about draws in the context of the series um, rather than in play, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, we'll come to that in a bit. But um, on last five years' data, there have been 24 tests played at the five venues for this series, and there have been zero draws. Um, do you ignore that, Paul, on a correct series score? Uh, Betfair Sportsbook offering six to four no draws in the series. No, you don't ignore it at all. I agree with Ed. I think it'll be five results. It wouldn't, of course, I think you, you probably should keep four as a strong possibility because one could be weather affected. But um, no, I, I think that the market are generally un, generally overestimates the draws. We saw it again last week with, with the Australia game. The draw was just too short throughout the whole match. And I think you're going to get this again all summer. Uh, the only thing I say against back in six to four about there being no draws in the series is I'll bet there's there will be situations here where the draw shortens right up because it's a bad one forecast. That always happens in England. So you're probably better off just doing it as an accumulator every match. Okay. Another question, Paul Krishnamurti. Um do you how do you trade an outright in a potentially topsy turvy series? Well I think getting back to the previous point, um I prefer to trade the um, series score markets to do these things. Um, I think there's more value because there will be certain score lines that aren't really plausible. So in this point of view, if we think it's topsy-turvy, then I'd say maybe take two correct scores around a close series. So you could do 3-2 either way, but you could also do, say, a two-all draw, 8.4, and... Um, Maybe Australia seven, Australia three two, seven point two. That would be my particular way of playing this. Okay, yes, um, that brings me to those uh, series scores. Uh, Betfair Exchange correct score prices are three two England and Australia at seven point eight and seven point two respectively. As Paul touched on, four one uh, win for England is fifteens, and the same score for Australia is tens. Um, two two, as you said again, is is around eight point four. Um, surely if it's a drawn series, it can only be 2-2, Richard Mann, meaning the 7.8 on the exchange outright for draw is perhaps a swerve. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I've actually backed 2-2 uh, um, on Betfair. I, I agree with what Paul said. I, I think there probably will be five results. That is clearly favourite. Ed's made a really good case for 3-2 either way. But I definitely wouldn't rule out 2-2 at all. The thing is, look, you've got to factor the weather in anyway. But the other point is is the position that Australia are in. They've just won the Test Championship. Now, if they finish 2-2 here, they'd retain the Ashes. That would be a good summer's work for them against a buoyant, very good England side. And the other thing, and we've said this many times before, Pat Cummins strikes me as a really defensive captain. I think on Saturday in the World Test Final, again, he, his declaration could have come earlier. It felt to me 
Like he wanted to put India out of the game before he wanted to give his side the best chance of winning the game. And I just worry against an England side, he's going to even double down on that, isn't he? He's not going to want to set them for 50. He might think, whoa, I want 500. Cameron Green was striking at 26 in, in that last session when they were batting, when they were supposed to be setting up the game. I just worry that Cummings will be so scared of England and so happy to just retain the Ashes that we might get a scenario somewhere down the line where he overdoes it if he's setting a total. And I agree with Paul. I don't see the point of taking six to four about no draws. I think at some point in the series, you'll get a better chance. And the final thing I'd say on this as well is it's okay saying, well, Stokes is an aggressive captain, so... That that's all fine. We'll open the games up if the pitches are flat and the weather stay and the weather stays good. And England don't have Mark Wood all the time. They've no leg spinner. They've, well, they've no wrist spinner, no real spinner. I've not. Australia could bat for two days. They've got players in Kawaja Smith and Lavashin who have been batting big and long, and they could just bat England out of some of these games. There'll be times when the ball does a bit, and England will have success with the ball, as will Australia. But don't rule out we definitely, definitely get in a situation where the draw. Um, the draw in the match trades really sharp. Okay, psychological deconstruction and astute analysis. Richard Mann has it all right. Um, bowlers win test matches. Who's got the best bowling unit? Uh, Hawkins, you first. Yeah, uh, well, the data for you says it's quite clearly Australia. Uh, cumulative strike rate of the four best pacers for either side. So that's uh, Anderson, Broad, Wood, and Ollie Robson versus Stark, Cummins, Boland, and Hazelwood is fifty-four versus 48 respectively, so a significant edge for Australia there. And then we're not even talking about uh, Nathan Lyon versus Moeen Ali because it's just not uh, a match-up that any fight promoter would put on because it's such a mismatch. Mm, OK, OK. Uh, Richard Mann? Yeah, Australia definitely the best attack for me. I think the one out, they've obviously got the spin advantage. The one area England might think they have a chance is um, depth in terms of swing and sing bowlers. Broad and Works will probably be on the bench early in the series, but their records in England are absolutely outstanding and they might reckon that later in the series, if bodies get tired, they have the stronger bench strength for these conditions. But I still think Australia best 11 is, is, is strongest. Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, another vote for Australia. I mean, the, the spin gap is enormous for one and when we talk about those uh those lineups those top four i mean england won't come in with that four-man bowling lineup at all so i can't they've, they've definitely got an edge though rich does make a very good point i mean later in the series everything could change and you don't know that one of the aussie bowlers isn't going to get injured in the first couple of tests okay uh lovely stuff thanks fellas uh, great so far first test preview still to come Players to follow for the series, that first test preview, uh, best bets, and the five-point challenge. Right, listener questions. Now, uh, first off, Leon's, Leon Sachs for Richard Mann, who asks, uh, will England be able to smack Boland and Cummins about? Uh, pretty confident they'll be fine against Stark, Lyon and Green, assuming they get the good wickets required. Um, and how on earth are they getting Smith and Labuschagne out? Surely we need Green wickets. Right. Well, I, I don't think Stokes want, wants green wickets, so getting Smith and Labashain out should be could be a real issue, couldn't it? I think the, the, the seamers, if you like, Anderson, Works, Robinson, I think they'll have to just go for Smith's pads like India tried. Um, I think Mark Wood, when he plays, he'll go with raw pace, and he did cause Smith some problems uh, down under in the last series, but, I mean, that was real express pace. 
Other than that, I don't think England have a lot of ideas. Labashain, they'll just go for top of off and hope they can nick him off. In terms of the Australians bowling and basball, they'll get runs off, off, off Stark, of course. I think so many right-handers in that top seven and the two lefties in Stokes and Duckett are such good players of spin. I think they'll fancy taking Lyon down, actually. But as for Boland and Cummins, I'd be amazed. England will have spells where they maybe get on top of them, but I'd be amazed if come the end of the series, Boland and Cummins have an economy rate over five and over, over four and over. They're just too good a bowlers for that. Yeah, okay. Um, Australia, thanks, Richard, for that. Um, Australia haven't won in England for 22 years, perhaps because they faced bowler-friendly wickets, not fast and bouncy ones like at home. Um, Just a thought on that. Um, Right, let's call it right here, right now. Um, We know what Hawkins thinks. Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann, I would like to put you on the spot for your series score. Paul, right now. 3-2 Australia. Richard Mann. 2-2. Choo-choo, a full Richie from uh, Richard Mann. Uh, Marvellous. A reminder that betting.betfair have every single test previewed with players, stats and tips. Plus, from the second test, Edward Hawkins and Paul Krishnamurti will be on hand live. Um, That's a terrifying thought. On every day of the action on the betting.betfair or the at Betfair Twitter handle to give in-play advice. Um, But we continue because... We have a hell of a lot to get through. Uh, series player markets. Now, Hawkins, please give me some names and numbers from the Betfair Sportsbook. Yes, he's a top Australia series run scorer. Smith, 11 to 8. Incredible uh, record last time in England. So good that he was going off even money top bat for Australia in that last test at the Oval. Uh, so it, whether England can get him out, we, we'll see. They've uh, picked Josh Town because he got him out BW. Um, a bit of a panic pick, but we'll see. Head five to one is stand out for me because it looked absolutely terrific against India and has a very fine record against England, of course. Top England batsman over the series. I'm going to make a note of Ollie Pope at four to one with Betfair Sportsbook. A great record individually in innings, and we'll get to a few more data bits on that in a second, but uh, just kind of looks a million bucks and can put a bad record against Australia behind him. Uh, hopefully, a uh, top Australia bowler with Sportsbook Cummins at fifteen to eight, Lyon thirteen to five. We'll probably bowl more overs than anybody. Uh, we'll get Richard's view on that. Uh, be interested to hear what he thinks. Boland seven to two, but maybe Josh Hazelwood will come in from at some stage. Top England bowler Ollie Robinson, if he stays fit, twenty three to ten should play all five tests. James Anderson won't at ten to three. Uh, Cummins and Smith top series double for you. That's overall top series is 14 to 1 with ball and bat, respectively, with Sportsbook. Oh, I'm going to um, offer an unsolicited opinion and say I'm worried about Pope at three in this series. But uh, let's see. Um, players to follow, please, Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti. Ollie Robinson for England, as Ed said, he'll just play more. He'll play more games than Anderson, or, or at least as many. I think he'll bowl more overs than, than his senior partner. Um, and I think Australia have got such respect for Anderson. You'll see a lot of instances where they'll just look to see him off and it should open the game up for the other end. Robinson should capitalise. I think Cummings is a stonking bet, you know, to, top overall series bowler at 9-2 to two with Betfair Sportsbook. I, I think that is a gift from the gods, to be honest. He was top wicket taker uh, in the last series down under and again in 2019. Um, he played all five tests in 2019. And I know people are making a big deal of this essentially being six tests for him on back of the India match. But the difference here from 2019 is... 
he's playing in a five-man attack now with Cameron Green. That should lighten the load. And he's captain. I'd be staggered if Cummings, unless he's injured, doesn't play all the matches. It looks a match, as Ed says, with Nathan Lyon. But I think England are well set up to combat Lyon in this series. Five right-handers in that top seven. And the two lefties, as I said earlier, Duckett and Stokes, they are good players of spin. Uh, and the other factor, when Stark doesn't play and you think Boland and Hazelwood will be pushing him for a spot... Cummings becomes the quickest bowler in the team, the enforcer. So I suspect he won't bowl as many donkey overs in the middle. But when the tail enders come in, Cummings has got the best bounce. So when Stark isn't there, and I reckon he'll get some cheap ones. I think nine to two, bet fair spots. But just open your tills. We'll walk straight in, please. Or Krishna Martin. Uh, I could absolutely endorse Pat Cummings' top tournament bowler. That's a good bet. And Ollie Robinson, top England bowler. The market I was looking at was top England batsmen because I think that Joe Root is just too short considering how many England batsmen that were last year. Joe Root was ridiculously short. Now, I like um, Ben Duckett, 6.8. I think you look at his numbers in these, uh, these last three matches, outstanding. Two tons, two eighties. In that market, you would think that the openers, maybe the top three, have got a slight advantage because they might play a couple of short innings extra than the others. So, yeah, I'd say 6.8 for Duckett. Yeah, we Can haven't just... mentioned Root, actually, have we? I just do want to bring him up. Um, I'm going hey, script a bit. Show Root too short. What's Paul Krishnamurti been watching for the last 200 episodes? <laughs> um, but it, Root's never really found his space in this team, has he? Because he's not, uh, he's not a, a master blaster and... He's had a bit of a dip in form. We'll look at his win rate on uh, how often he's uh, caught for top England bat in the first innings. Uh, he's had his he's had his uh, thunder stolen because he was the guy who pinned everything together. Is it worry for you, um, Paul or Richard? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be so particularly worried about Joe Root's form. It's just that the that market for me, it's been built against, it's been set against a situation where England were generally a poor batting side for the last three or four years. But they're not now. They've like three or four genuine alternatives. I mean, I could just as easily make a case for Harry Brook at 5.7 on the exchange, given what he's done. But he does come in a little bit low, so maybe he'll play at a couple less innings, but not particularly worried about Root. My concern with Root, actually, and it's not a small sample size anymore, is that his career average is what, 15, he's, he's, oh, he's average against Australia is 40. That's quite a considerable dip, actually. Um, and I just think the Aussies have bowled well at him. I, I don't think he's found it as easy against them as he has other sides. And I think when you're betting someone so short, playing probably his toughest team, I, I'd just be keen to look elsewhere. I just wondered what you guys thought about Ben Stokes, because if Stokes plays like he has done for the last 15 months, going in, swinging from the rafters and trying to sort of lead from the front with a with a sword in his hand, then he isn't going to cop, is he? But if Sensible Stokes turns up and he realises, well, actually, this is a serious business, the 8-1 to one with Sportsbook's probably a big price because he was top scorer in 2019 for England when Root was playing. Um, he's got a really good record against the Aussies. And generally, I don't think England have ever had a better clutch cricketer than Stokes. We saw that at the T20 World Cup and you just wonder if the big moments come, will Sensible Stokes be there? Yeah, uh, he'll personify England's attitude, won't you? I think um, I think whatever happens uh, with Stokes and how he bats is how uh, England will approach. So if uh, he is blasting and going from ball one, then that's how he'll play for the rest of the series and how England will play for the rest of the series. They, they will not change their game plan. 
um, one iota, I think. Sorry, Hawkins. That's uh, trying to second guess Basball Claxon for Hawkins. <laughs> they won't, England won't. England won't change the way. They won't divert from that plan. I'm convinced of that. I don't know what Richard and Paul think. There's no reason to think they would, given that they haven't so far. Yeah, I mean, so they go two nil down. What's worked. the point? What's the point of what? What's the point of changing if they're two nil down? They're, They'll lose the game because of Basball, but they'll I think they'll almost certainly win one because of Basball, which is an absolute dreadful term. I hate it. But I, I just wondered with Martha Stokes whether he I just feel like he just needs to get his tempo a little bit better for test match batting. And I just wonder if he doesn't feel like he needs to show everyone that right, we're going to attack all the time, whether he'll just settle into a better tempo. He can still strike at 80, for example, but I don't know. I'd be really interested to see his approach in the first game anyway. It might, to be honest, it might be a bet that I'll revisit after the first test if if I feel like he's got a good tempo to his batting again. Okay, fellas, I'm going to move us on because um, we've got just a small matter to solve, which is who's going to win that first test match starting Friday, 11am on Sky Sports. Um, Five, Baston, obviously. Betfair Exchange go 2.44 England, 2.32 Australia and six is the draw and um, Hawkins I can see you're itching to give us one of your famous lowdowns uh, yeah possible 11 for you England England Crawley Duckett Pope Root Brooks Stokes Bairstow Moeen on his home ground Robinson Anderson and Wood uh, Australia expected to line up Warner Kawaja Labashane Smith Head Green Kerry Cummins Stark Lion Boland this is a new ball series for me that means we're getting wickets for the new ball uh, the first one and the second one and big runs in between. Pitch, no draw in the last four. Uh, Edgebaston, England chased 3-7-8 on a flat one last year against India. Previously won for the bowlers with only three all-out scores of more than 303 in 10. Uh, bowler friendly in the championship this season in eight all-out scores. Our score was 2-8-1. Four of those were under 1-5-9. However, Warwickshire did get 4-5-3. The four declared in first innings of the season and i'm going to give everybody a 10 minute warning that's how much we've got left fellas okay uh richard man this edgebaston pitch uh what do you think we'll get and who will it suit i think we'll get a good one uh, gary barwell's done a terrific job at edgebaston he really has so much cricket played there over the last two years and generally we get good pitches there but and it did this in 2019 if you get warm weather it does take spin and i think that's where australia have got the advantage uh, quickly though an another point to make the toss now over over the last few years it's been test cricket it's been quite formulaic bat first runs on the board and then make, make, make that advantage count stokes has changed that a little bit with this england side he's wanted to chase uh, and coming into this series, you assume that Australia would look to bat first and England would be happy to happy to chase. But coming some really interesting quotes coming out in the last few days saying the stigma around bowling for has just changed. He feels now that more often than not, because Pitches and Paul said this last week, are getting better to bat on in England as the game wears on. That actually, you might have a better chance to take 10 wickets on the first morning bit of grass on the pitch which is there to hold the pitch together then on day five at places like Lords and the Oval where pitches are holding together so I suspect that if, if if Stokes opts to bat first this week he will have heard on the grapevine that this is going to turn on days four and five because he'd be going away from England's mantra of chasing if he wants to go away from what they've done so well I suspect it's because he knows it's going to be a turnout. Okay um, lovely stuff uh, Paul Krishnamurti uh, data 
making the uh, runs trading tricky, perhaps. Is that new ball series thing a, a good theory for you? Um, give us a quick fire master plan, please. Yeah, I agree with you, Ed, about the new ball series. I think that's spot on. Uh, I do think that Edgbaston will see plenty of runs. I think it'd be a good pitch, most probably. Um, and in that case, very big scores are possible. Um, said before that it's not really worth the way England play betting around the par line. So I would be looking here for the 400, 450 plus. Let's assume par is 350. In last week's match, Australia to get 425 was 4 to 1, and 450 was 5 to 1. I don't think we'll get quite that, but I think we will get attractive price about those two lines. One thing I'd say, maybe building on Ed's theory, maybe wait for the first hour before placing that bet, just see what happens. Okay, uh, Richard Mann, using only your hands, tell us who's going to win this game. That's my that's Australia on, on the glove. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, I have no Australia, but <laughs> I have right. nothing to offer. <laughs> okay, uh, right, I'm coming straight back to you, Paul, with a listener question. This one from Eddie Rivers, who you may remember from being our clubhouse leader with four weeks returned on the five point challenge. Um, he says there has to be a lay the draw tactic and um, the best way to play it. What's that? I think for the best way to lay the draw draw is to set three or four maybe even five targets of which to lay them i start by laying the first price 6.2 i think that's wrong and then maybe go for 3.5 even money and then a couple of really short odds on 1.5 1.2 and all to return the same amount okay um thanks paul trades strategies technical spots for this one please richard then back to you paul uh, anything you fancy yeah, I'm with you, Sam. A little bit worried about Ollie Pope because when he's faced world-class off-spin in the past, Ashwin, Nathan Lyon, he's really struggled. He's a different man now, but we'll just see how different. The other one is just in-play betting. 2019, England were well ahead of the game in the first innings, but because Australia had the advantage of bowling last on a spinning track and Nathan Lyon, they turned the game on their head. Um, so I'm really interested to see how this surface plays. I think there'll be some in-play options. Paul Krishnamurti. Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, I think to back overs on second and third innings runs. Second and third. Have you lost me? Lost you a bit. Well, maybe we'll come back to Paul for that if, we, if he comes back, Sam. You just keep it rolling. Am okay. I back? Am I here? Yeah, go again, Paul. Are we really here? That's it. Uh, Sorry, we were just talking about yeah. Second in second session runs and third session runs. Runs come very very quickly at Edgebaston. Four point two eight in the last average run rate in the last test. And you work with Ed theory. You don't need betting in the first session. So I'd say go for about ninety to hundred plus second second session runs. Okay, um, Hawkins, a quick one for you for players to follow. Yeah, these are the win rate value. Pope at four, four out of fourteen wins. Uh, he's three to one top England bat first innings. Robinson strike rate forty seven. That's superior out of everybody else. He's nine to four first innings top bowler for the Aussies. It's head five wins from eighteen. He's going off four to one. Betfair sportsbook. Smith terrible record one win from twenty. And also root terrible record one win from thirteen. 
Okay, I'm going to throw some things at you, fellas. Um, Sportsbook five to four, Smith to get a first innings fifty. All the fours, he hits a ton. Um, Ollie Pope eight for a ton in the first dig. Uh, does anything speak to you, Richard Mann? Quickly, uh, Smith ton. Yeah, I mean, why would you go away from him? The, the man's just a machine in this country. Uh, Ollie Robinson nine to four. He just looks the man, doesn't he? And I'd have a few quid Nathan Lyon man of the match at eleven to one. I think this ground. And probably all Trafford are the two grounds for him in this series. I think um, Nathan Lyon will ball really well this week. Okay, Paul, you've got 15 seconds. Uh, I like tons here. Five tons in this ground last year. Four tons last time Australia were here. So Smith, four to one. Lavishane, five to one. Duckett, 13 to two. Brooks, seven to one. Lovely stuff. Right. I'm going to call time and we're going to progress to the best bets for this episode of The Cob. Um, here first is our friend Hawkins with the five point challenge. Yeah, every week, five points to spend on the markets from a challenger. And if they win, they get a profit. That means they're back again. Four weeks is the record. Clubhouse leader Eddie Rivers. This week, Joshua James is having a crack. Uh, we go to Richard and Paul for their Ashes special bets in a second there. Uh, but JJ, if I can call you that, two points England to win the first test, 2.46 on the exchange. Two points for the first Australian wicket under 31.5 at five to six. Half a point on Brooke Tomp, England bat first dig. Half a point, Labuschagne, top Australia bat first dig. That's 11 to two and seven to two, respectively. And straight back to Richard and then Paul for their five points for this Ashes special. Right, uh, two points, Pat Cummings, top overall series wicket taker, nine to two. Two points, Ollie Robinson, top England series bowler, 23 to 10. And then just in the first test, I'm going to have a point on Nathan Lyon to be a man of the match at 11 to one. Okay, I will have two points on Australia to win the first test, 2.34. I have one point on Smith and Labuschagne to hit first innings 50s at four to one. One point on Smith for a first innings ton at four one. One point on Labuschagne at five to one first innings ton. Okay, thank you very much, gents. That is fantastic. We'll wait to see how you get on next week, and and that wraps up the ultimate betting guide to the Ashes. Um, we may be joined by a stunning special guest in our in our next cob. It's um, Hawkins in his holiday getup. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much to the aforementioned Edward Hawkins, to Richard Mann and to Paul Krishnamati. Please do check out betting.betfair. Join Paul and uh, Ed live um, for the Ash Test starting on Friday and get ready for an absolutely wonderful series in the sunshine.